computer. Okay, so uh, yesterday's uh, today's daf is daf Gimel, and um, in yesterday's shiur we started the Mishnah Halacha Vav, and I just want to make go over that Mishnah again to make it clear because we, we we sort of did it very fast at the end, and I want to make sure the principles are clear. So the first point the Mishnah began with, I've, I've quoted the whole Mishnah here on on the chart, annotated it slightly, so we can see what's happening. We first saw that the that when it comes to a kerem katan, a small kerem, a small vineyard, in if it's if you have meaning two rows, that's two rows is a kerem katan. If the spacing is less than eight amot between them, then we say it's a kerem. You can't plant anything between them. If the two rows are wider than eight amot, it's not a kerem. They're treated like individual vines. You can leave six six tachim, and that's sufficient. Once you have a kerem gadol, a bigger one, so three rows, then the spacing between them, according to the Tanakama, according to the first opinion, has to be. 16 amot in order to plant in between them. Otherwise, if it's less than that, well, then you can't plant them between them. And if we saw, if you remember at the end, we saw Shita Rabalazar, the Tamachloket, whether that would be, it would also make it us, it also make it um, not just us to plant, but also, also the Zraim as well. But let's put that aside for the moment. It's important to remember that because we'll lean that later on. Then we saw the interesting Shita Rebeleza, which we're going to do in a, which we're going to discuss in a minute. But then we also saw Shita Rebbe Shimon Rebbe Meir at the end that says, even for a Kerem Gadol, the spacing that is required if you want to plant uh, to, in the, the, the in order for it not to find the Kerem, so you can plant it between it, is eight Amot. But let's go back to the Shita Rebeleza back in the Mishnah over here. And Rebeleza Rebe says, uh, he says, mm-hmm. So he said, if you recall, Rebbe Lezer says, is that if you have three rows and it was the middle row was nechrav, the middle row was destroyed, he says, if you don't have 16 amot between them, you cannot plant in between because he treated that as what's called the karachat keren, despite the fact you've only got one row left on either side. Okay? Because it says, in the beginning, had I only planted two rows, meaning it wasn't three rows and one destroyed and left with two rows, but I started with two rows, then the spacing that I would need between them in order to start planting between would have only been eight amot. Okay, that's, and that's what the Gemara is going to discuss initially. So Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yochanan says as follows, At Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov Beit Shammai. Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov seems to be like she did Beit Shammai. Why? Because... A karachat kerem needs a kerem on each side, a status of a kerem. So if you've only got one row on each side, that's shittat beit shamay. Because if you recall, beit hillel says, I need two rows to be a kerem. So that's why it seems to be kamada beit shamay amru. This is the school of shamay said, shura echat is kerem. Ken rebeliezer amar shura echat kerem. That's what it seems to be. So now we say, manafshcha kerem gadol huwasar b'shmona kerem katana huwasar b'shmona. Now, to understand this question, we have to appreciate it as follows. A kerem katan, we said, if you have eight amot, you can plant in between. But one second. If you have eight amot between, if you recall, according to Beit Shah, if you say Rebelez is like Beit Shammai, you don't need two rows to define it as a kerem. A single row is a kerem. So assume this picture now is empty in between. You're anyway going to have to leave four amot on either side. Next to it, because each of them, each of them is a kerem. Now, I'll read you Reb Chaim to make it really clear. It says, Bain, in other words, kerem You have to leave. The eight amot will be asur. If you say Reb Leza holds exactly like Beit Shammai, 
that shura echad is already a keren. If you even if you only planted two two rows, still sarichlachik, you have to leave from the rows for Amot anyway, whether the defined whether the two rows are close together or not. Because avodata keren. When you've got Eidamot, then if there's Eidamot between them, the entire space is going to be space you have to leave from Avatata Karam on each side of the rows on either side. And you're going to have any place to plant anyway. Now the Gemara says, It would have made sense if you said he's not like Beit Shammai. Yes, you could say if there's Yesh Benehem Shmona, as soon as there's eight in between, then it's no longer a karam if you say it's like Beit Hillel, then all you need to leave is six Tvachim and you can plant a lot. But if you say like the Rebeleza is like Beit Shammai, if the, even if there's eight in between, you've got nothing left to plant in between because each of the rows on each side is a din of Karen Bifne Atzma on their own. So Reb Yudan says, Lo Amarken, Eli says, Shmona Amot Oser, Shmona Amot Vekoshu Mutar. So to explain. In other words, Reb Yudan says is that it's that if, that not it's yes shmonam would be asur but if there's adamot plus a koshahu that space is a little bit more than adamot then fine i can then i can leave the foramot from the kerem there i can leave foramot from the kerem there and i can put the plant in the kosher in between so i'll just read it here and say in other words i can marakim arbamantim koshul because why according to this first reading gum bait shamay moda betchila because Beit Shammai says if you plant two rows in the beginning, the assumption here, by the way, is that it, the two rows doesn't have the status of a karachata kerem. A karachata kerem is an existing vineyard where something was destroyed, not two vineyards side by side. So therefore, all you'd have to leave is four and four, and then you can plant a tiny bit in. However, if it was, this is the humor, if you like, if it was a mamash, a... Um, What's it called? If it was if it was like karachat, if it was destroyed, then Rebeliezer would say, "No, now I need eight. Now I need sixteen, because the whole thing has the status of a kerem. It's a karachat a kerem, and now I need the full sixteen space in between." Okay, that's how that's how we understand that Rebeliezer is like Rebbe, like Bechama. That's how we explain because otherwise, how is it you got a kerem on each side, only one row on each side, and you define what's remaining in between like a karachat a kerem? However. The Gemara says, no, it debaye meimar. Some want to say it differently. Had you planted initially like 16 amot, on 16 amot, and Rabbi Chaim says, a kosher who less than that. So just under 16 amot spacing between the two rows. Hayamutar b'shmona, you'd leave your four on either side and you can plant in the middle. However, karachat kerem, you need a full 16 if you want to plant in the middle. Okay, that is Reb Leizer's comparison of Krachat and normal. Now, to explain why Reb Yudhav and Pazirik continues as follows, we, I, I just have to, again, explain an important point. The assumption in the first answer was that Beit Shammai says if you plant two rows initially, it doesn't, side by side, it doesn't have the status of Krachat Akera. It's a different status. You don't need to leave eight. You don't need to leave the full, let's say, 24, really, according to Beit Shammai. However, that's just not true. Because we've seen for earlier on that even two fields planted side by side, the space in between has the same status as Karachat Karen. So therefore he explains the parallel between Rebeliezer and Bechame, or the, not the parallel, the, the connection, if you like, between Rebeliezer and, and Bechame differently. So Rabbi Yudam Pazi says, B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan, Atid Rebeliezer, Ke but not fully like his Shita. 
meaning just like Beit Shammai is more machmir barachura. Now, if you remember, Karachat HaKerem according to Beit Shammai is not 16 amot, it's actually 24. That was machlok at the Beit Shammai Beit Hillel. So just as Beit Shammai is machmir, by a mamash karachat HaKerem, it's being destroyed more than if it was planted side by side. Yes, you require, in other words, one, you requires 24, but if it's planted side by side, he agrees with Beit Hillel, the all you need is 16. So too, Ken Rebeliezer ben Yaakov machmi yotami mata'ato. What's that mean? In other words, it's not exactly like Beit Shammai, but just like Beit Shammai is more machmir in a churban than, than a engineered planting, so to Rebeliezer is machmir in the case of a churba more than an engineered planting. Meaning in the case of a churba, he will treat the remaining single rows as, on either side as a kerem, as opposed to if there were just two rows planted side by side, he doesn't, he's not machmir like Beit Shammai to treat each as a kerem. Now, that, you know, it's, it's a much more subtle way of comparing Beit Shammai and, Beit, Beit Shammai and Rebeleza. Okay, or Rebeleza, I should say. So in other words, once again, the second way of reading it, it really, if you just want to sort of um, shortcut this whole discussion, in other words, when does Rebeliezer hold like Beit Shammai that a single row is considered a kerem? That's only in the case of Karachat kerem. But why? What's a justification that only in that situation? Since, well, there is a precedent because Beit Shammai is also machmir in a case where there's a Karachat kerem more than an engineered, properly planted out vineyard that's spaced that way. Again, just as Beit Shammai by Karachat kerem, it's 24 space versus 16. So too, Rebeliezer can be more machmir in the case of a Karachat where he would treat the remaining row on each side, even if they're single rows, as having a status of kerem on their own, even though normally he wouldn't do that. Okay, and by doing that, you run it. You don't have any of these problems here because the single rows. If there's two single rows side by side, then according to Rebbe as the second, according to the second way, and it's eight uh, amot between them, it's not considered a kerem. You just leave your sixth fachim on either side and then plant in the middle. Okay, that's probably. Um, Probably the hardest part in this year. Let's continue. Uh, we're not up to there yet. Now, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Meir Omrim says as follows: Rabbi Yonah b'Shem Rav says mutar hazera va'osel lizroa, and Rabbi Yossi b'Shem Rabbi Rav says hilchata mutar lizroa, which is interesting because we said for a kerem gadol for a big vineyard, the space in between has to be sorry. In order for you to plant there, the space in between has to be how much? Has to be we said sixteen. Now the question is when Rebbe when Rebbe uh, Rebbe Shimon Rebbe uh, sorry Rebbe Shimon and Rebbe Meir say that if as soon as you've got more than eight, then you can already start you can planting. What does that mean? Does that mean lechakila, or does it mean that if you planted, you're not allowed to? But if you planted, what it wouldn't also the caring wouldn't have to start burning it up the the seeds and the, and, the, and the vines near it. Okay, if you remember, that's a little bit like we saw. Um, Rebbe Lazar's understanding Chachamim. So one of the shittas won't gel. So if you have a look here, Rebbe Yonah says in Shem Rebrav, he says that a, Rebbe, Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Meir says, as long as the spacing in a big Kerem, Kerem Gadol is eight, then you can start planting. What it means is you're allowed to, it's not, it, the zero would be mutar, it wouldn't asur the Kerem, but you're still not allowed to plant in that space. So quite clearly, Rebbe Yonah must be cholek on 
Rebelazo's understanding of the Chachamim yesterday. Because otherwise, because otherwise Chachamim Rebmer and Rabbi Shimon are saying exactly the same thing. So, and then, however, Rabbi Yossi Bishem Rav says differently. Sorry, I missed a bit. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, I didn't. Um, uh, Rabbi Yossi says in Rosheba, he says, Hilchata Mutar Lizrola. That it's not that it's like, he understands the spacing really, the shear is eight amot. Once you've got eight amot spacing between the rows, then you, it doesn't have a din of a kerem and you're able to be planting in between. So Rabbi Shima, Rabbi Chia Bar Ashi Bishem Rav, Halachak Rabbi Meir Rabbi Shimon, that we don't have to have this big separation of 16. Now the question, Ma Mutar Azer Mutar Lizra, Mutar Azer Vasul Lizra. What does it mean, Hilchatok Rabbi Meir? Is it that Lachachila, once you've got a space of eight, you can start planting? Or is it just if you plant it, it doesn't become asul? So Mimanda Amarivba Mashachli, that what happened, Rabbi that Rabbi Ba says a Mashachli Rabbi Chiabar Ashi Karmi. What he did, he came and measured out my vineyard and he measured it out and saw that there was eight al eight, there was spaced eight apart, and therefore allowed him to therefore plant. Hada Amar, that must mean even Mutatlachat Khila, you'd be able to plant, because otherwise, what's he measuring out for? Nothing's planted yet. So Mutarazera Umutal Israel. Okay, now Rav Huna says, what he says, it says, Rav Huna Zara Karme, Karme, he's planting in his Kerem Kartin. Karti is, uh, I think it's here, leek, right? Kartin, Beit Shurot, uh, sorry, Kreshim. Kreshim is, um, uh, is leeks, right? Shumin Yerek is a vegetable. Okay, that's what Rukhaim says. Now we said, how can you start planting this karti in, uh, in, your, in your vineyard? What's he doing? Isn't Asum Mishum Kilaim? says, Ma'arvin Hayu. He didn't have a proper structured vineyard. They were all, all over the place, right? We didn't have Rosa Mechuvanot. And therefore, each of the vines had a status of a, a Gefen Yechidi. So all you have to normally do is leave six Fachim. So we say, but one second, Ve'ein Avodah Le Gefen Yechidit. But one second, Granted, it's not a vineyard, so you, can't, so you can plant in there. You still have to leave six tfachim from each vine. So so he says, no, he must hold like Rabbi Shmael that holds that, um, that you don't have the concept of an avodata kerem by gefen yechidi. You can plant right next to it. One second. But what about divrei chachamim? Why are you paskening like Rabbi Shmael of chachamim? The chachamim says you do have to leave six tfachim. So Rabbi Yaakov bar idi b'shem b'yoshu ben levi says halacha gedivrei this instance is a question of Chutz Laaretz. The halacha is Kedivre and Meikil when it comes to um, when it comes to um, questions of Kilei Kerem in Chutz Laaretz. Okay, so Amar Yaakov Bar Acha. Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha says um, that Vatani Taman Halacha Kedivre Mishu Meikil B'Chutz Laaretz. In Chutz Laaretz, we hold we more Meikil in Chutz Laaretz. Okay, so therefore, that's why you don't have to marchik even from a gefen yechidi because you can hold like Rabbi Shmuel in chutzaretz. Okay, um, fine, and that—that's that, what the question was. So we say, we say hadran alach karachat akerem, hadran alach karachat akerem, hadran alach karachat akerem, and now we next 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 case, which is kerem shecharav. So here we're dealing with a nice vineyard, and as opposed to the first case, which was karachat akerem, where there was a clearing in the middle. As a result, here it's a kerem shacharav. A whole lot of uh, vines died and they're pulled out of the ground, all over the like all over the place. Initially, it was a kerem. Importantly, it says if you have ten gefanim within a beitzah, and they're planted in a way that we have uh, five that are shtaim keneged shtaim dachayot zezanav. kerem the status of a kerem, meaning even those other disparate ones that don't fit the configuration. 
So if you can find five that have the configuration of a kerim for those that are remaining, then we say that, that all, of the, all of them, even those other ones, you'd have to leave um, Daladamot from. All right. Um, where is it? And that's called Kerem Dal. I'll read you Reb Chaim. You'd have to leave four amot from each of them. Even if all of them aren't still planted in this proper configuration, why? Since since in the beginning, before a lot of them were destroyed, they were planted properly. But despite the fact that some have been destroyed, we say the status of a Karen does not is not removed from them. Okay. Let's continue. If what if you've got a kerem that's all over the place? They're not mukhovanim short keneged shurot. We say im yesh lechaven shtaim keneged shalosh. If you can work out, if you can start see a configuration within that mess of shtaim keneged shtaim echad yotzez anav. Haraisa kerem then has the status of a kerem. Otherwise, it's not it's not considered a kerem. Vim lav eno kerem. Okay. Rabbi Meir says ho il vehu nire ketavni takramim haraisa kerem. He says. As long as it looks like the Tavnita Kerem, meaning it looks like as long as it's planted in rows, even if the rows themselves aren't aligned, it has a status of a Kerem. Okay, we'll see that later. Let's continue. Amrab Yona. He Kerachata Kerem, he Kerem Shacharav. Kerachata Kerem, which we've been discussing in the last parak, is also the same problems as Kerem Shacharav, meaning both of them have uh, vines and it will start as an existing Kerem, and some of them died or were removed and the like. So it says, What we're discussing previously was a karachat that was destroyed from the inside of it. Whereas Kerem Shacharav, which is the case in our mission, is Makrichinotom in Now, here we have an interesting case. Rebbe Zira Machvi Lechavraya, the Rebbe Zira Zira went and he showed his Chavraya, the Talmidim, the Tavnit of a Kerem Dal. So let's describe what it was. It was Tisha Shurim Shur Sheva Sheva. It was a nine by seven configuration. Importantly, according to the rush, there was space, sorry, space that a minimum of four apart. Okay, it starts like this. Nasaf Shura Parashura, um, uh, so Nasaf Shura Parashura Lashti and Nasaf Shura Parashura Laarev. What we've done is we've taken out a, every second row, so a column in every second row. Kacha. So now I'm left with four by five, so therefore, what do we have? Nishtayusham Isrim Gufanim. So it started like a big uh, uh, nine by seven. Initially, let's just look at the configuration. They, these were removed, so it was it came more sparse. Then Nasav Tre Mikan, but Tre Mikan, Chadamika, Nishtar Asara Gufanim. Then what happened is I'm taking two from, from, the, from, the, from like two and two from each side. So that's how I'm taking these two and those two, those two and those two, and one from the from the, the sides initially had seven here and here. Okay. So therefore, what am I left with? So Nasav Tartimikan Vatartimikan. I've just the reason why I boxed these is colors so you can see how the lash on the Gemara fits what I've actually done with the picture. Okay. So Vatartimikan, Vachadimikan, Vachadimikan, Nishtarusham, Asaragafanim. I'm left with 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Um, and then Asaragafinim Labetzah. That's my tank fighting in a Beitzah. Nimtsu. So that's that's how that's like that's our case in our Mishnah, right? Nimsu Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Vachayot says anav, Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav, Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav, and Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav. How do I get that? I got Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav here, Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav here, Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav over here, and Shtaim Kenegit Shtaim Yachayot says anav over there. 
Okay, so I've got four, if you like, tails sticking out of my uh, two by three configuration left in the middle. Okay, now we've said it has the din of a kerem correct, but where am I going to measure my four amot from? So he says, firstly, if you remember, when it comes to a kerem kata, like a small kerem of two, like we square it off. So therefore, so then what you do, and probably again. So in other words, because that's here, I can put one, I, I see an imaginary one squaring off that kerem here. Similarly, on the other side, I got at the bottom. And I can put, and I view an imaginary one here. And I do that to fill in all these, uh, the Znavot, maybe is, the, all the different tails are sticking out. So now how many do I have? I've got, I've got uh, 16. Even though physically there are 12 there, when it comes to measuring away from this Kerem, I have to view it if there are 16 there. And I have to manage Dalad Amot from all these, from the edges of this, uh, this Kerem now that looks like a distorted plus sign. Yes? Thank you, have. You have, you have, physically, you have 10 there. Sorry, physically, I have one, two, uh, yes, sorry, 10. 10, and you have a non-physical, and, and, and more than that, you have another uh, five. Six. Six, six, sorry, 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 six, yeah, 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 yeah. But not, yeah, not yeah. 16, not 16. So, yeah, so initially I had 10, plus another imaginary six, so 16 altogether. Right, right. Sorry, that's the numbers correct. Now, the question is, if I'm squaring things off, why don't I also pop things in the missing? Because now all I've got is, if you like a, what I'm left with, you can imagine a five by four configuration with the corners missing. So if I'm already squaring things, why don't I pop extra ones in the corners as well? Over here, as you can see in the picture. So he says, we say, you cannot do that. In other words, I can't put it here because that's a zanav already, or this is a zanav already, and I can't make a zanav zel zanav, right? Because that's not a real zanav. That's imaginary ones I've used to fill in the gaps. So that's what Hada Amar, that's what we've said previously, she'ain zanav lekerem gadol. Meaning when I was filling in gaps, these are all small kramim, correct? That's why I could say, let's square it off. But once now I've filled in my imaginary gaps here, that now turn this into effectively a kerem gadol, which oh. was one of the questions we had previously. Now that I've got a kerem gadol, uh, and I can't start squaring off because we said ain't zanav la kerem gadol. You don't square off once you've got a kerem gadol. Okay. Um, by the interesting, I read here hada amash ain't zanav la kerem gadol. What the uh, the Reb Chaim says hada amash not nim zanav la kerem katan la soto kerem gadol which is the way I explained it anyway, with it, not inside the words. In other words, here, by filling in these gaps, I've turned this into a big Kerem Gadol, Kerem Gadol. and that's such that now, I, you know, we said you, don't, you cannot add a Zanav Zanav and all these other things, right? In other words, I'll read you inside. Which is three, three rows here, okay? Okay, that is, so that is our Kerem Dal that we had of Asara Netuim Bebetzer, okay? And the question is, and that's how we saw how you deal with that. Yes, it still has the steam Kerem because I've got Shtam Kenege Shtam Yechadzer Zanav, 
but you don't just measure from the remaining ones. You can add certain, as we said, imaginary crumbim to extend the area of, the, of Isur, but there's limits how much you can extend that. Okay. And that's what, uh, that was, that was the, you know, from the Mishnah to this, this second Amur. All right. Uh, Thank you. Have a good day, everybody.